0: and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I'm alive, I'm back, and I'm so excited to tell you so much good stuff that's coming up. But first, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about today. I have been doing a reverse diet for about the past 10 months. Um, actually, I started on a regular diet because I'd earned the right to diet after doing this reverse diet for the past 10 months or so, but I did just start dieting again and getting back to my training, and I'll explain all of that. Um, I started that at the beginning of this month, but in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about reverse diet. What is it? Why do we do it? And what it's been like for me and what it's taught me. Tune in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I should say welcome back to myself as well. So yeah, it has been a long hot minute since I have recorded a new podcast. And I honestly did not intend to take this long of a... What do they call it? I'm going blank on the name. It's not just a break, but... Um, there's a word for it, and you can—you know me—I'm having one of those brain moments where it's completely escaping me, and it won't hit me until the end of the show what I actually wanted to say. Um, I decided—when was this? Just as we were coming up on October, I think October was one of the last uh, shows that I uploaded. But I was getting ready. Uh, Steve and I were planning our wedding, and the holidays were coming up. We were trying to figure out if we were going to be traveling home for the holidays with covid and everything and i just made the decision when i was considering my levels of stress and just everything everything that was going on in my life i was spread way too thin i was doing way too much you know producing the podcast at the rate that i was with four to five shows a week managing guests managing my assistant um managing publishing, and then all of the marketing of the show. It's a lot. And it's also um, as someone who's a still recovering people pleaser, it's difficult when you're dealing with guests who have sometimes unreasonable expectations. And it just, that combined with the job that I was working at at the time um, and planning a wedding and, you know, again, figuring out the holidays and realizing we weren't going to be able to spend time with our family. And then Steve and I decided to take kind of a mini honeymoon, the end of December, I just decided, you know what? I deserve a break and it might be good to do a break and, and just stop all of the unnecessary things. And that's what I did. And I encourage all of you um, who, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, if you work in corporate America to sometimes just take a step back at your life and go, is there a way that I can give myself a lot more margin in my life, give myself a break. And it was honestly the best thing I could do. Not only because I had time and I was able to just devote what my intention was, was to just take you know the last 60 to 90 days of, of 20, I had to remember what year we're in, we're in 2021. The last uh, 60 to 90 days was my plan um, of 2020 and to take that time off. But it ended up being longer, and I'll explain why. There were a couple of other things that happened. It's just been a crazy roller coaster around here. But not only did it give me time to just enjoy, and and this is also I'm going to tie this back down with the reverse diet because a big part of why I was doing the reverse diet that was suggested by my trainer Alex is to heal my body, give my adrenal fatigue a situation uh, where it could recover. But also a big part of doing that and and, and focusing on healing that was decreasing stress. And so I had to get away from this place where I was just running 250 miles an hour at all times on all cylinders every single day, 24 seven. And that's definitely my tendency. I love to work. I can be a workaholic. You guys have heard me talk about that. So the goal in taking this break, hiatus, that's the word I was looking for. Taking a hiatus was to really be present, enjoy the holidays. Um, we were getting ready; right, we were starting to house shop um, and, and and decrease my stress, and really dedicate myself to making this reverse diet experience count. Um, and when I get into some of these details about why do a reverse diet? Why was it necessary? Um, what does it mean? How do you do it? One of the things I realized was <laughs> how, how much stress was contributing to my health, my hormone decline, or you know, hormone disruption. Um, just everything was affected because I was burning the candle at both ends, trying to be all things to all people, um, trying to do too much. And you know, when you do that, there is a quote that I always want to recall and share, and I never can remember it or pull it up in my brain. But there's a quote where they say, you know, you're, you're doing all of these different things, but you're the master of nothing. And certainly that's how I felt. So originally, again, my intention was to take a break. Not only from podcasting, but from trying to do a blog post, trying to finish this amazing YouTube course that I'm taking with Sunny Leonard Doozy called the Authority Accelerator. Very intense, needs all of your attention. Course Um trying to do, you know, five podcasts a week, trying to blog, trying to work full time, trying to take care of my health, um, and, and just too much stuff you know, and then trying to do this course, um, and then fit in, you know, downtime in there somewhere. It's just, you know, trying to look for a house. It's just a lot. So the intention was to do just that and to start recording podcasts in January. Now, as I record this, it is April 22nd, uh, 2021. So why did we end up having another three and a half months delay, um, to summarize, and then we're going to get into the juice of, um, this reverse diet talk, most of you listening, I think um, will be already following me and you know this, but for those of you who solely follow me here on the podcast, um, just so that you know the background, (laughs) um, I'm trying to think of when it happened. I think it was February, but you know, there were those big storms that hit Texas and we were, we had already picked out our new house and we were supposed to be moving into this house where I'm recording from On March 29th, but what happened is the week of those storms. I I do not remember the dates. Forgive me. Um, We had the big storm hit, and then you know everything was freezing, and I was kind of laughing because I'm a Midwestern girl from Chicago. But um, there ended up being a water main bursting. Um, We were on the we were in still in our apartment, so we were on the second floor, and there was a water main that burst on the roof. Two floors above us. And what happened is that water main froze and then it burst when the sun hit it and it just exploded and it flooded from the fourth floor apartment. So we were in this corner, like three bedroom, big apartment. And so from the top floor all the way down, it flooded. (laughs) And I mean, flooded. I mean, you guys, if my husband was not home that day and he didn't hear it outside on our deck, we probably would have had everything destroyed because the fact that he was home, he happened to be home working because I insisted that he stay home. I was worried about him driving in the ice and the snow and all of that stuff that was projected. Um, We were able to see the flooding and it was like the Titanic that like when the water was coming through the windows, that scene in the Titanic, that's what was starting to happen with our apartment. And we were able to move our furniture out of the way and and suffer minimal damage there. Um, Remind me to tell you guys, get good renter's insurance. I should see if I can get, I think the new renter's insurance we have, I should see if I can get them to sponsor this podcast. We learned a tough lesson about renter's insurance. Maybe I'll do a whole separate episode about that because talk about something that could cause an inordinate amount of stress or a really not inordinate amount of stress, get good renter's insurance. That's my my tip of the day for you guys. So our apartment flooded, um, everything was destroyed, um, meaning the apartment really. And it was not safe for us to stay there. So I negotiated with our apartment complex to let us out of our lease so that we could move out of the unsafe apartment that they were not going to do anything about and get into our house. So we had to pack up and move pack up all of our stuff within a week Then we moved. It took probably a whole week to get the last of the stuff out of our apartment because when I got a quote from the movers, I failed to tell them about our two storage units and our porch furniture and and nothing. it couldn't all fit in the truck. So it took all week. Steve and I go out Friday night to celebrate and we get a phone call from his sister that his mom is in the hospital, in the ICU, on a ventilator and not expected to make it. And she passed away the next morning. So then in the next two weeks, it was Steve planning the funeral um, with his sister, us going to Houston for the service, us coming back. I think the following week we were working out in the garden and um, Steve was like lifting some of these heavy things and he totally pulled us back out. We've all done it. And so he was out for the count for like a week. Um, in the middle of all that, we got our vaccine. I mean, it was just like, there's just been nonstop stuff. We were trying to buy a car in the middle of all of this. It's just truthfully been the past six months. It's like, it's, it's gone by at a snap, honestly, but that's how it ended up being, Hey, this was supposed to be a two and a half month, three, three month hiatus. And instead it turned into six months, but the, here's the deal. I'm back. And at the end of the show, I will give you um, some exciting stuff that's going to be coming up because <laughs> I'm ridiculously excited about some decisions I've made, um, what I'm going to be doing, what you guys are going to be able to tune into, and I just know you're going to be as excited as I am. So let's dive into this whole reverse diet discussion. Now, many of you have heard me talk about this on Instagram and. Again, just to reiterate, it was my trainer when I hired Alex, and I'll make sure I link up to my interview. Number one, I'll link up to my interview with Alex Mizerko, where I first interviewed her on the show. And and that interview with her, where she talks about her recovery from adrenal fatigue. And and really that was that was why I hired Alex. That's why I consider Alex like my top source for everything. And I'm, I'm about to hire her again. Now that I'm back and and able to diet again and and train like I used to, because not only do I trust and respect her opinion, but she's gone through everything that I am looking to unravel in my own body. So I'll make sure I link up to my original interview. It's a two-part interview with Alex. Um, and then again, just because I observed her, I observed you know, all of the level 10 coaches, um, the, the results that they've been able to create with a lot of women who were in similar health situations like me, that's why I hired her. And the first thing that Alex wanted to do with me was to get me to stop dieting and to get me to... Start healing my body by feeding it more and to get me to heal my body by working out less. Now, all of this for many of you is going to sound like, is this Alice in Wonderland? What is Kelly Alexa talking about? Who is this, Alex? What is this? Like, if you are not familiar with reverse dieting, this can sound like a very strange concept. But I encourage any of you who are listening to try to, because it took me a long time. It really took me a long time to understand what we're doing. Um, as I would say, this is more probably common with women. Men tend to live their lives more normally, and then they'll have this moment where they wake up and go, Oh shit, you know, I'm 10 pounds overweight. I better go on a diet. Women, on the other hand, particularly women who have developed a fitness addiction, whether it's a healthy addiction or an unhealthy addiction or a healthy obsession or an unhealthy obsession, women tend to get going. And this this happened to me for sure. It's happened to probably a vast majority of of people in the fitness space. There's a fine line between that healthy and unhealthy obsession. And what happens is it's very easy to get addicted to the rush of working out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. You get addicted to the rush. I've been addicted to fitness since I was first exposed to it. I love working out. I love cardio. I love weight training. I love the look of muscle. I I love everything there is about fitness. I just do. I am never going to be one of those people who's like, well, I do cardio because I have to, or, well, I don't like it, but I work out because I want to look a certain way. Like I love everything about it. I really do. But the problem that can happen is... There are people who can get involved in fitness. They start running, they start doing CrossFit, they start changing the way they eat, and and they can potentially maybe not have all of the health issues that so many of us can have or maybe they haven't hit that point in their life where they have hormone issues. And for them, they can transform their body, but it can be a more reasonable experience. For many of us, and that would be the category that I fall into, what can happen is you've got extenuating circumstances going on in your body and you don't know it. So you're trying to get fit and maybe you experience a certain level of success. You lose a certain amount of weight. You look great. You feel great. Fitness has become part of your life. Dieting has become part of your life. Counting macros. Sorry about the landscaping people outside. We're just going to have to deal with it. It's all become part of your life and, and it becomes a way of life. And And that can be good. We've all heard like, make lifestyle changes, don't diet. There's something that can be said about both sides of those coins, right? That's a whole other show. Hey everybody, let's talk about blood work. You've heard me talk about the importance of getting comprehensive, hormonal-focused blood work done since the dawn of time. Our friends at Ulta Lab Test's based out in the beautiful state of Arizona, where so many great companies are based, have the ability to service comprehensive blood work orders at 2,100 different locations across the country. I researched these guys, I've talked to the founder, I've talked to so many people at this organization and they really genuinely care about health and wellness and helping men and women get better health for the long term. This is life-changing stuff, people. I want all of you that have not had comprehensive blood work done to head on over there now. ultalabtest.com forward slash the Kelly o Show. Order your blood work, get your health started in the right direction now. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And here's the biggest thing that it took me a long time to really have this sink into my brain. And ladies, I really hope that you take this this first point and really like, I'm trying to be dramatic here because it's so important for you to get this. We are not supposed to be dieting and working out hardcore like we have to lose weight or we're going to die on a never-ending basis. That is not supposed to be what we do forever. A diet in and of itself is supposed to be temporary. I can now think back to so many people who I have mad respect for that I have interviewed on this show. And I know that if I had all of them in like a group session, and maybe I'll have to make that happen this year and we'll do it video. If we were talking about it, I would say, you know, is, should it be that you go on a diet for a certain amount of time and then you go back to eating regular or you go on a reverse diet and then you go, if you have more weight to lose, then you go back and you diet later. Like, is that what you think is best? I know they would all say the same thing. Like you're not supposed to continually be dieting and then, oh, you hit a plateau. So you diet harder, you cut more calories and you work out more and then that doesn't work. So you cut more calories, you fast in bigger increments. You add in more 24-hour fasts. You add in longer fasts. You cut your calories more. You start taking diet pills. You just keep adding and adding and adding all of these layers and, and you never stop. And you're always dieting. You're always cutting. You're always pushing your body. Dramatic pause inserted intentionally. It took me forever to realize even after hearing this from Tina Hopper of Carrots and Cake, Alex, my trainer, um, f- people like Joe Dowdell, Mike Roussel, Valerie Waters. These are all people, some celebrity fitness trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, folks. I've had my last trainer, Blaine, in Austin. I mean, I've heard this from so many people, but you know what happens is women can get this unreasonable, unf- like it's, it's unfathomable to so many women. To think about eating more or taking a break from dieting because it's like the penultimate goal that that matters more than anything is reaching your goal weight, and so everything else becomes subservient to that goal, and that's not right because you know what happens. And when I hired my new doctor, my new uh, hormone doctor, I just started with her in October. Um, you know, part of what she said to me was like. We've got to heal your gut and get your hormones on track before she's like, I agree with your trainer. You should be in a reverse diet. You should be eating more. You should be scaling back your training. Let's let your body rest for a while. And then you need to earn the right to diet when your body has rested enough and when your body has relaxed enough and when your stress is down and your body's used to being nourished and fed. So ladies, if, if you're like me, I remember having this conversation with Tina Hopert. Um, who has some exceptional programs out there as well. She's somebody, I, I haven't hired her personally. She was um, unavailable. She couldn't take on any more clients when I was actually getting ready to hire somebody. So I ended up, um, I was trying to choose between her and Alex um, and I went with Alex, but I also have to highly recommend Tina. Um, and in at minimum, you should be following, um, I'll make a list, a link in the show notes of some women who are just throwing down great information along all of these lines about we're not supposed to be dieting all the time. you know, We need to be nourishing our bodies, et cetera. Um, it really took me a long time to understand that. And I remember that when I was first talking to Tina about working with her, she said, well, yeah, I would want to put you in a reverse diet. How long have you been dieting? You know, How many months have you been dieting? And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Months? And I thought in a way she was being funny, but she wasn't. And she said, no, I usually put people on a diet, or excuse me, in a reverse diet for as many months as they've been dieting. And I'm like, honestly, Tina, I don't remember the last time I haven't been dieting. So think about that. When I took a step back and I started to think, I I literally could not remember if there was a time in my life, probably in the past five to 10 years that I wasn't dieting. I mean, and I'm not saying that to be funny or to be a show off, but that's just the truth. I have been in a perpetual diet, always just trying to improve it, take it up a notch, tweak it. You know, I hadn't been in, you know, eating in a surplus in years, decades. Um, certainly, I, I don't want to say like I hadn't been having cheat meals and cheat days or whatever, but I had been dieting and trying to be in a caloric deficit and and trying to manipulate my calories to, to reach my goal weight and trying to work out harder and harder and harder for as long as I can remember. And it might take a lot of you listening, if you're like me, it might take a while for you to really grasp. And I always use the example of a workhorse. You know, think of a workhorse, a real actual workhorse. And somebody like maybe back in Egyptian days when they were building the pyramids, who's just whipping and beating this horse, who has been pulling a load of these huge rocks all day. Inevitably there gets a point where the physical body can only do so much There's only so much energy stores that that are there There's only so much strength capacity that you can pull from And you can whip that horse all you want and yell at that horse all you want Inevitably that horse is going to break down and fall down and probably pass out Virtually speaking That's what happens with our bodies and that's exactly what my new doctor said to me She said Kelly, if you want, this is right when I started with her. Cause I'm like, I have to lose weight. I've, I'm so frustrated. I feel like I've been here. You know, the last time that I really felt good about myself was the last part of 2017, the first part of 2018. And other than that, the last part of 2018 was when I hired a, a dietitian and she actually made me get horribly fatter, not better. And then 2019 was just, more struggle. I mean, I certainly got better from that experience with the dietitian, but you know, I just was reflecting and going, I I've hired you, you're my new doctor. You've got to be able to fix me and and in my head I wanted to be fixed yesterday. And she said like I can put you on some extreme diet if we want to and you might lose 5 pounds or, you know, maybe 10 if you if you go like extremely low carb, or if we do an HCG approach or anything like that, she said, well, what's going to happen is you're going to have a really difficult time keeping it off because your gut's not healed, your hormones aren't where they want to be. She said, in order to lose weight and keep it off and be able to sustain that, you you have to be healed. And, and in order to do that, you have to commit to the long term. I've been talking about that for a long time anyway. But in my mind, I was contradicting myself because, as much as I was saying you've got to give it a year, you've got to give it long term, in my head, you know, I'd become so increasingly insecure that I wanted everything yesterday. And that's understandable, that's human nature. But I finally had to understand like, it's the time in my life where I need to do everything differently than I have before. And you guys know one of my favorite phrases is, you know, that whole, it's, it, there's so many twists on that phrase. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But that is what so many of us do. And, and I was able to finally take a step back and go, you know what? (laughs) I've been doing this for so long, dieting and dieting and dieting, getting two to three weeks into whatever approach that I'm, I'm doing and thinking it's not working, so going and binging one night and then, you know, researching and trying to find some other perfect diet that I can skip over to, but then just adding more cardio, adding more weight training, adding more power walks, just more, more, more. And I've done it and I've done it and I've done it. And I finally was just like, Kelly, be honest with yourself. Like, is what you're doing working? Have you ever with all of this pushing and pushing and pushing and dieting and dieting and dieting and never stopping and never stopping? Have you ever reached your goal? Answer is no, so I decided to. I mean, I had two choices I could either continue to go it on my own and try to push, 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 and push, and think that that was actually gonna magically turn around for me, or I could choose the equally as unappealing path of taking the break, doing a reverse diet, and and taking time to heal and and having to go, okay, I'm going to have to go through a phase where I'm not going to lose any weight. I'm going to have to go through a phase where I'm not going to see progress. And that's exactly what you do when you're in a reverse diet. A reverse diet is sometimes used for people who have been in a, a fitness competition, who have been on a very hardcore extreme diet. And so sometimes those people like we're talking about like figure competitions, bikini competitions, where they're even, they're so manipulating their physique. They're even doing things like, you know, taking diuretics. They're, they're not drinking water before they get on stage. And then when you get off stage, like your body has been so depleted of nutrients and food and different types of liquids. You have to be very careful with how you slowly reintroduce food and reintroduce more calories so that your body acclimates And you don't gain a ton of weight because a lot of those people who are in that space will go out and like, you know, have some huge cheat meal and they can literally gain, you know, five pounds in a day or more. Or some of them, if they don't reverse diet, um, they will just gain an inordinate amount of weight in a short amount of time. So reverse dieting has been heard of. Certainly I've heard of that in the past for folks in the figure competition space, Um, but I had not heard of it as a a way to come out of years of dieting, like normal people dieting. And that's what Alex had me do. We, um, you know, she knew that I had been aiming for 1600, um, as a caloric deficit number. And so I think she started me off at 1800 calories and then we moved me up like every other week we added an extra hundred calories. And we would track, we would track my macros, we would track my weight. And so here's what I was prescribed, if you will. We Our plan was to increase my calories very slowly every week, see how my body reacted, see if there was some massive, you know, increase in the scale, you know, anything like that. I was allowed to continue weight training, but weight training like Focusing really on more isolation training, strength training, not doing like circuit training, not doing the type of training where your heart rate is really, you know, jacked up or you're doing cardio moves or or hit or plyo moves in between your your weight training. There was no cardio, no high intensity cardio. Um, My only quote unquote cardio was focusing on getting in 10,000 steps a day. And so I did a lot of walking. And I was told by Alex, like you've got to focus on stress reduction. And it was what was really interesting is part of um, this arrangement or or this package that I bought with Level Ten Coaching was, you know, you have to fill out a check sheet. I, I don't know what you call it, like a check sheet, but you fill out this form and you turn it into your trainer. I would turn it into Alex every week, and it would ask a lot of questions. How do you feel as far as about your hydration? How do you feel about your strength? How do you feel about your diet? How do you, how's your bowel movements? Are you, are you eliminating? Have you been gassy or bloated? Um, You know, they want, they want to check in on all parts of your experience how's your mental health how is your sleep um, are you having any side effects what is your biggest accomplishment what are you most frustrated about um, what's going on in your life is there anything that's really stressing you out what you know so they're asking you to give yourself high fives they're asking you what you're disappointed in what are you frustrated in what's going on in your life and what's interesting is and I still have copies of all this stuff, as the weeks passed and as we increased my calories, um, I think in the beginning, I actually would like go down up like half a pound, a pound, and then the scale did go up. So I think by the end of 90 days, I was up two pounds, but let's think about this. Um, I was maybe up two or three pounds. I, I have to go back and I'll share that with you guys. Um, But we took me from 1,600 calories to 2,200 calories. We took away all cardio. I was pretty much working out. I didn't intend to do this, but I ended up really training more like three to four times a week. A lot of this has to do with work-related drama and stress. Um, It was around October that I resigned my... um, this one job where I had a very toxic boss and I started a new job. And this time that I spent about 10 months of it in, you know, returning to corporate America was very stressful. Corporate America is not for me. I am definitely um, so glad to be back as a full on entrepreneur. Um, I do not like meeting culture. I do not like the uh, pressure of, well, being in meetings all the time, um, having to be on someone else's timetable. I mean, certainly when you've been your own boss and you've run your own companies successfully for 11 years, it's very hard to go back and sit through meetings that are intolerably boring. And you get off the Zoom after an hour and a half and you're like, why was I there? I have no idea. Um, I didn't like having no freedom in my time. I didn't like having to feel like I couldn't go do any of the things that I'm used to being able to do. Like if I want to go get a massage on a Thursday afternoon, I felt guilty and I couldn't. So I was, I was putting everything to the side for these jobs because I, I, that's just the way I am. I have this crazy work ethic and, and I'm like, look, I've got to play by the rules here and this is what you do. And and then I realized like, I can't do anything. You know, I can't, I I can't, and, and and it was very, very stressful. So when I would reflect back on that first 90 days, I kept looking back and rereading my check-ins with Alex. And it was just amazing how much stress was in my life. And I also noticed, and this is what can be good about a reverse diet, when you scale back your working out and you allow yourself to slowly eat more. And it's not a reverse diet, for those of you that are wondering, this is not like, oh, go go and make every day a cheat day. I was focusing on eating healthy foods. And, and a couple of the books that they based the eating on or the eating approach on was like Kelly Levesque. Um, she has some really great books out. I'll link to that in the show notes. So this isn't about like, you know, when, when people go on the Atkins diet or sometimes people go on the keto diet, like, this is cool. I could just eat cheeseburgers all day. I just take the bun off. That's not what a reverse diet is about. This is about very intentionally and deliberately and slowly and carefully increasing your calories because what you want to do is get your body. This is a poor choice of words, right? I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. It's like, yeah, this is really, I don't mean to be gross, but you know how they say you can put like a frog or a lobster in like water and you you slowly turn the water on and they won't even notice it. Like that was really, I did not mean to be cruel and give a cruel example to animals. I love animals. Okay. I'm just, that's my point is like, you're trying to, in a nice way, do that with your body, slowly increase your calories. So your body's like, okay, I can handle this. I can handle this. She's not just going on an eating vendor, right? You're slowly but surely doing that. And you're also doing that in the same way with your workouts, like slowly getting your body used to the fact, like. I'm not in fight or flight syndrome. She is not because here's the deal, guys. Dieting is a stress to your body. Working out is a stress to your body. I'm doing a lot of reading about how our body interprets stress, but you know your body doesn't know the difference between being freaked out and stressed out about family stuff. COVID, quarantine, relationship stuff, um, inter-familial relationship stuff, friend relationship stuff, just stress, stress about your health, stress about being on a reverse diet. I mean, we have so much stress and if we're not managing it correctly and we're not investing in our self-care, and at that time, that was the other thing that was a big awakening moment.